Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You will need eyes to see. Some ID? Sure. So those three guys leave the hotel after you. Anything in particular or uh, just a mug? They had trouble telling me what they wanted. Yeah, I'll bet. Joseph P. Brenner. What's a piece stand? Pussy. Hey, he's gone. It's good. It's great to hear your voice again, brother. Yeah, you too, man. Been a long time. I think the last time we talked, we did uh, me, me, you, and Mike did uh, Jackknifed with De Niro. No, no, yeah, it was uh, not, not that one. It was um, uh, it was the other no, it was a prison one. Crazy. Oh yeah, it was a good movie. Um, Great fucking movie. Guy, I forget what it's called. Guy from Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, uh, uh, the the brother. Good fucking Something like that. It's, if you know, people can go oh, back. I can't remember the, the name of it either, man. <laughs> was it what was it called? He can't remember either. Oh, I can't remember either. Yeah, uh, <laughs> great. Um, it was a great fucking movie, though. You you were spot on with that shit. So, thanks. Uh, well, it was the name, whatever the kingpin name is. Oh, shot caller. That's what it shot is. caller. Shot yeah. caller. Yeah, the last yeah. time we talked uh, with voice was uh, shot caller. Uh, it's been yeah. a while now, dude. It's been that's, you go back in the archives. It's a it's a long ago episode now. So this has been a long yeah. time coming having you back. I, I wish we had we wish we could have Mike and Tron here. I asked Tron tonight. Uh, Tron couldn't do it. Obviously, he's got a brand new baby. He get he's got the whole family over there watching the baby. Uh, Mike is yeah. working out of town because he's trying to make extra money to pay his fucking bills. So I'm not gonna f- fuck with him too much about yeah. that because it's a normal life thing. Um, so mm-hmm. I was like, hey, well, I got. So you got just, me. Yeah, why, why not just <laughs> just have me and Dan get Joe on here too? We all talk together about stuff we've been watching hey, and reading, shit like that. Yeah. So I um I don't listen to podcasts as much anymore. Um, you know, hard time. <clears throat> Hang on, let me have another sip of this coffee. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the sip of the coffee. We'll see. We'll have find a, a hard, wine and beer. Um, Find it hard to find the time, you know, like 
working long hours and traveling a lot. But um, I listened to the recent one that Joe was on. Um, Communication, uh, I think it's called, or conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, yeah, and I was like, you know, like, Joe just sounds like a, like a sweet person, you know, like really cool. And I was like, man, you're a lucky guy, dude, you know? I, I know this, brother. Who's it? But thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. For Joe, you want to? Is it me? Or who's Joe? Yeah. You're Joe. Oh, me. Yeah, you're Joe. He's talking about the episode we, hit, we did with did me, people you and me. Call you Joe? Oh, no, people call me Joe. I wasn't sure if you were talking about me or a different Joe. <laughs> you talked about our episode, uh, though. I wasn't sure. I got confused. <laughs> No, I, I was just like, I was just really thinking, I was like, man, that's Jeremy's wife. Like, you know, like, I was just really, um, it was just cool conversation, you know, and um, you just got, you got a warmth in your voice, you know, like, so yes. it's real, I'm glad you, you're on uh, today. Me too. I'm cool. glad you think that though, too. I try, I try to yeah. get her on. I try to get her on here a lot, and it doesn't work every once to every once in a while. But every once in a while, it works out. Because so. I fall asleep. Yeah. That's why it doesn't work. Yeah, she falls. Asleep. <laughs> we'll do the, uh, we'll do those I big music you. episodes. You know, we we done those big music episodes in the past, and she'll be on. And we'll do like you know, an hour, fifty minutes, or whatever. And you know, we we both been drinking, and it, it, Joe's just like it's fucking time to go to sleep, and she starts being quiet and looking at her phone. It's like. Okay, Joe's about to crash. I'm so. out. <laughs> she's, about, she's about to be done. I start, I start crashing about 9 o'clock these days. Yeah. It's, 9, it's, 30, 10, yeah. I'm out. By 11 o'clock, you're, you're lucky if I'm up till past 11. Yeah, right. I, I think, and for me, um, I think it was really screwed up my schedule because I used to do the same guys, same thing you guys used, used to do the past too. But for me, I'm working 11 to, to 8, 8 p.m., 11 a.m. To, uh, uh, to 8 p.m. So once I get off, I have a very limited amount of time with both Joe and Bryce. And within yeah. two hours of me getting off work, they both go crash. And I'm yeah. like, oh, it's like nothing, no one's here anymore. So yeah. like, what do I do? Yeah. So I'm, I'm staying up to like 12 sometimes one one thirty, and i hate it but like it's just like it's a it's a schedule that i've still not gotten used to oh well, and... yeah you you still need to unwind at the end of the day exactly. like yeah that's what happened to me when i was a chef and bro i had like a month of hell starting this new job because i'd still been on that even though i was a chef like 10 years ago i was still on that uh you know, I hadn't had a job where I had to start early for like a good ten years. Ten yeah. years, Dean. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, well, my other job I used to start around nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I could get away with staying up till midnight if I wanted. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I finally got used to it. I, was, I took a bit of that melatonin. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I have too. I, I take the two. I take two gummies of melatonin to help me around ten o'clock and help me crash by about eleven eleven thirty. So you want to be careful with that, but too. Yeah, like, yeah. I I, with, uh, I I know what you mean. They say don't take it if you've got liver problems. So. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if I have liver problems or not. <laughs> so I don't know, <laughs> but. <laughs> But it helped me get to help me go to sleep. But I know it's another addiction and help, another thing that helped me go to sleep. But 
I don't really know any other way besides quitting everything I've ever done to unwind. So, you know, it's just another part of life. I got to figure out what to do with it. If I don't, then, yeah, fuck, I don't know. Man, I'll, I don't. I'll be in there. I've been in my lying in bed listening to sleep meditations podcasts yeah. that go for like half an hour. And that only sort of got me halfway there. So then I listened to another one for half an hour. Finally go to sleep about 1 a.m., 2 a.m. But um, I found with those, like, after I sort of do that once or twice, then maybe the next time it might be half an hour. Yeah. And after a while, it might be like 10 minutes. And this guy, he's got this creepy sort of calm voice. <laughs> you are listening to Tracks to Relax. <laughs> and what? I found um, a, really, a really good one. Um, I, I figured what the app is called. Um, is it Calm? It's Calm. Yeah. Uh, but um, they, have, um, a, they have a bunch of different people on Calm. Uh, and Calm, you have to pay for, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I did take a free trial of Calm for a month. And uh, what really Calm, no pun intended or intended, um, Eva Green. Eva Green is a great person to listen to to go to sleep to. She's, She's got, got a got good voice. Very warming, besides being a, a gorgeous woman, yeah, and a great actress. Yeah. But she's got a, she's just got this voice. It's almost like listening to like, um, like Sigourney Weaver. Like she's got this voice that's very calming that kind of helps yeah. you get to sleep. And uh, but yeah, Eva Green is a great person to listen to to, to try to get some, get some Z's. Maybe this would be my next job. I should just record things. You to, could do this. I could do it. Yeah. Like I feel like sure. if I talk long <laughs> enough at you, I could put you to sleep. If you let me read you a story that's not action packed, I could put you to sleep. I'll right. just read nice. the news. Uh, not the news. I'll read you the stock market stuff and just be like, oh, wow, stock market. The stuff, stock man. market is now at four point two. Well, even yeah, Green, not, not, even Green reads, reads like poems and stuff, and it, it, it's very helpful to get your mind at ease. Yeah. I just don't have the extra ten dollars to pay for fucking yeah. to, to for that 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 app. Yeah, you know, sucks. But what I go to yeah, sleep yeah. now is. I've just uh, cut off a lot of my stuff um, because, you know, I'm uh, with my situation. I'm living in this shitty house that my dad left me. My brother doesn't want me to, you know, hasn't sort of kicked in and said, let's sell it. But we sort of need to sell it before it falls apart. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But so with the other job, I used to like I could live week to week. I just pay my rent. Uh, every week and um but now that i'm earning some good money i'm like well now we've got to save yeah off all my shit i'm even going to cut off my internet for a while yeah i just go around to my mum's and watch shit like download netflix shows (laughs) yeah it's a good move it's a good move i mean the the, what, what um um when i first when i got divorced um and i moved my very first apartment um, I had I didn't have internet for about uh, f- close to almost six years. You didn't have internet at your apartment at all. We didn't have internet until we moved in here, and I think we lived probably a year before we even got internet here. Yeah. So the internet's not a big thing. What yeah. what, what I survived on was no, a, my, phone, my, 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 it was my phone. My phone. 
Joanna, one Christmas, Joanna got me a, a well, actually, no, it was birthday. Yeah. And Joanna got me this adapter for my phone, and I used my phone for an adapter to plug into my, you know, your your TV, your TV, uh, USB uh, connector. And I, we'd watch me and me and my Bryce, me and Bryce would watch Daredevil or whatever on Netflix through that way, or me and Joanna would watch something on on Netflix through that way, or or Amazon Prime. That's how we watch Game of way. Thrones. Yeah, that, and, and, and Mike, uh, you, know, you know, Mike would give me his information, and uh, I'd watch all that stuff through my phone. So we watched like two to three hours on your phone, and I unplug things and charge it up. But mostly, what I had was a PS3 and a VHS player. Yeah, and I had a lot of VHS tapes, so I and it never bothered me very much. I, I didn't really care too much for that. But you know, yeah, when you, hear, when well, you tell somebody, yeah. when you tell somebody like you know, a couple years ago. I just got the internet. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, we're well, afford it, man. <laughs> I didn't have internet until we moved here. And I lived by myself for a while. And, right. like, I just would watch things on my phone or watch, you know, the basic old school TV that you get through the antenna. And yeah. we'd watch. Yeah, we'd watch. I'd watch watch it. Of <laughs> it was so great, too, because I loved it because I'd watch all the old shows. Like, I'd watch all the old cop shows or the yeah, old yeah, westerns, cool. and then sometimes they would have like uh, Criminal Minds or something like that. I watched that for a bit until it scared me enough that the I Chuck Norris double feature couldn't live watched. by myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, watched, watched uh, Ghost of Mars on there a couple of times. Yeah, some some, some midnight special yeah. horror movies. Yeah. Reminds me, I've got to watch. I think it's called The Octagon. Ooh, uh, Octagon's, Octagon's great. My dad was a big fan of The Octagon. I've got that. I found that on Blu-ray somewhere in some random thing. Blu-ray. Wow. But um, it's, yeah. It's like, peak Norris, you know, dude. Because like, find Norris those peak... fucking obscure. That's one of my favorite things when you find one of them obscure like movies oh, yeah. on Blu-ray or in some flea market or something. You know. Yeah. I lived for so long just. <laughs> going to walmart and buying like the five dollar movies and just be like i've never seen this before i'll buy it for five bucks and i just watched that and that was how i did my day like i didn't need the internet i wish but i do i am saddened to to uh not taking pictures of uh the chuck norris standee for was it called the F Force? Yeah, F Force. F Force water. water was it Chuck Norris's brand of water over here in America? Ridiculous. I wish I could take a picture of that for you, Dan, because oh. you'd have laughed pretty fucking good, buddy. <laughs> He's got his own water. He's got his own He's water. He's got his own water. But also, I'm old enough to know when I used to drink. I would dr- uh, at a period of time. I used to drink the um, Steven Seagal energy drink, which he had three flavors of: uh, raspberry, blueberry, and oh. Zen. Ooh, yeah. that one is probably. You, really I mean, good. I don't know if you have it over there, but um, you have the saying "only in America." Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, only in America. Steven Seagal's energy drink. Energy but... drink. Yeah, and Chuck Norris water. Like, what is that? Who brands that? their own? Well, Race, racist water. Water Chuck is, is water. <laughs> and like There's whatever, that... water is water. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a only an Australia version of that too. Don't worry. <laughs> but, what do you got? What do you got, Dan? What kind of water you got there in Australia? Um, it's authentic. No, I mean there's Australian version of only in Australia. Yeah. Right. Right. One of the funniest things is um, the Northern Territory news mm-hmm. newspaper up there, and it's really sort of rough redneck sort of thing. 
Um, and one of the one of their front page uh, photos was um, a kangaroo was raping a sheep. <laughs> As one does. And, As um, one does. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there was like, um, it was like, well, we had you know Flipper or Lassie. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 the Australian yeah. version called Skippy. And it was fucking it, oh, I've got to send you the video. It was hilarious. Like he'd go like he could talk and shit and he'd go fucking he'd like <laughs> drive a car. Like there was one time where he hypnotized someone with a watch and shit. This is my <laughs> but, favorite. Like, that, that newspaper <laughs> was like um it said, Hey Skippy, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and um there was a guy, there was another one, um, I can't, oh, there's heaps of them, but I can't think of them, but there was a clacker, that, that's another word we have for your, for your, oh. yeah, no, clacker, that's your ass, clacker. right? Oh, cracker, okay. Clacker. And um, cracker, we call fireworks, so there's a guy, he was on there, <laughs> he's just got his face and he was, looked like he's in pain and he said, I stuck a cracker up my clacker. Oh, no. Don't do that. <laughs> but that's the front page of a newspaper in Australia in some oh, some man. spots. Australia's so. way better. That's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's it's more it's more to the point in Australia it, it, compared to here where they just put like layers and layers and layers and layers on top of each other and yeah just, it's, yeah it's not as much it's not it's not as true and that's that is realistic as it is here so yeah. Hey, you sent that book, Dane. The um. Well, let's, let's talk about this. Um, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do the, the typical intro to the show because I think all this stuff is gold. I think we talked about just now. So um, I'm, I'm just gonna say, hey, you know, if, if anybody has been listening for a long time, you know, it's pop culture purgatory. I am Jeremy, obviously, and I want to mention that. Uh, Dane, uh, um, uh, well, yes, Dane is on the show. Joe's on the show, but. Um, Mike can't be here. He, he has some things, very important things to take care of. And also Tron and Jazz are with their beautiful baby, uh, Theo, and uh, they're still hanging in there and and, and uh, not sleeping too much. But um, they are in good spirits. But, uh, yes, again, come back around. Dane's on the show. You guys should know Dane because if you listen to the show, you know fucking Dane. So he's here. We're just talking about shit we've been watching, listening to, reading, stuff like that. So. There's your intro. Take it as you will. I don't care. Howdy, hey, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Oh, hey, I, mate. I hate that shit. <laughs> I hate howdy, y'all. I'm oh, sorry. I've been watching, I've been watching 1983. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. Oh, it still happens to this day, Dane. It's, it's the same shit, man. I still got goof. We got, uh, I won't go on too much of a tangent here, but I got goofball, we got goofball people that moved upstairs we live in an apartment complex, and they're st- they're still rocking that flag, that Second Amendment flag. It's like, man, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> they're, man. They're very um. Well, oh, they're white trash. Yes. They're white trash. It's insane. Uh, but um, so, so Dane, I've been listening to that book that sorry, you sent I was us. Say thanks for having me back. <gasps> of course. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. We love you here, but we. I've been listen. I listened. I finished it. To the Secret River? Really? Is that yeah. the one you sent us? Okay, good. Yeah, Kate Granville. Yeah, it was really good. 
I really enjoyed mm. listening to that. Yeah, she beat me to it. She took the book and she ran with it and she listened to it before I did because I was trying to listen to some other stuff beforehand and she beat it. She beat me to it. So well, because you he was just like Dane sent us his book and I was I finished a book on there and then I was like oh this must be it and then I listened to it and I was like well it's got an Australian act like uh, narrator so no this accent, must no, no be no Australian accent which I was really bummed by it was, a, it was no. an English speaker no. Is he, is he an mm. Australian person? I don't know. Dane, is he Australian? The he's guy not, who he's read not it? Australian. I don't think I've listened to it. I think it probably is uh, probably is English, but if you think about it, at the that is appropriate because at the time... Yeah. Uh, where it's set in the early days of Australian settlement. At the time, you had... The people here would just still thought of themselves as British or Irish or yeah. whatever. Yeah, they, they're just okay. immigrants. Yeah, it was and it was really good. And came later on. Yeah, it was really good. Um so if he was British, I'm very sorry that I thought well, he was play, Australian. Play a little bit of the beginning. Oh I don't yeah, know. Play if I can a little bit of the beginning. We'll have Dane Audible. say whether or not it's actually Australian or English. Okay. Okay. Let's on. have some fun here. Let's do it. check it out. This is this is not him. Every chapter, every chapter has this music and it's very calming. That's not him either. The Secret River. Written by Kate Grendel and read by Blackwell. No, he's coming up pretty soon. But they do some sort of like Australian flutes or whatever in there. It's very calming. The Alexander, with its cargo of convicts, had bucked over the face of the ocean for the better part of a year. Now it had yeah. fetched up at the end of the earth. Okay. There was no lock on the door of the hut where William Thornhill transported for the term of yeah, his natural sort of life like, in the um, year of our... That's sort of like an upper-class Australian accent. So Yeah. Okay, where they have some of that... Uh, it's like people that are like from the theater and yeah, they have some of that English accent, you know? Yeah. We have them here in Texas. As well, they think they're better than what they think they are, but they're not. They're still white. Yeah. Trash. It wasn't, it wasn't quite <laughs> um, English, but it was, it was good. Like I like listening to him and every chapter started out with that, like very calm flute music. And I was like, Oh, Hey, this is nice. Yeah. It can't <laughs> well, be or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I know um, Jeremy has a love of Australian culture, and that book is, I would say, the finest book that I've ever read, a finest novel, uh, Australian novel that I've read, um, you know. It and, was really uh, good. Story of early sad. Australia. Yeah, and it is, got, it is quite sad, and, yeah. uh, you know, it's a harsh sort of pioneering life. Um, but what I liked about it, like, you know, there was, it, it seems real, like what real people would think about back then. Yeah. Um, you know, the story, and there was, with the native people and the uh, white settlers, there was shades of grey. You know, there was, like, good, because if you look back in it, uh, reading history, a lot of history about, Going back there, it's quite, uh, and pardon the pun, black and white. But yeah, 
there was shades of grey, really, like where the you know the little the kids would be playing together and tugging yeah, each his, other and, and things like that. Um, his I, I, one I, kid I really read, like. Yeah, his one yeah. kid really gets in with the the what they call them the blacks, but like the native people there. It, the one child, I think they have like four or five kids. They have yeah. they keep having children, but um, they have the one kid, and he's he. They find him the one day he's like hanging out with the natives. He's not wearing pants. He's just like chilling out, and the the mom is like, "Uh, you have to wear pants." And he was like, "They don't wear pants," and it's it's really. It's really enlightening and sad at that that that's how that worked with mm. the native people, but it was really cool too. Well, it's interesting because um, things haven't really changed. That's well, yeah. I can't say it's interesting because it's not interesting. It's, it's more it's sad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. things haven't really changed at all, and they're, they're getting worse by the day. Uh, but um, it was. To hear Joe tell me about the book every day and tell me about how sort of how the book progresses, which I will listen to the book. It's going to happen. I'm just trying to finish, it, finish up I'll things. Me, I'll get it, but, man. I'm like, I'm but, still being stuck on this trilogy of books for half a year, just about. I've nearly it, 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 takes, it takes a long time. But I will say that um, hearing these things, it may be more depressed because things are pretty much the same everywhere else. Um, but uh, the only the, the one, I think one of the things that really um, kind of gets me is that um, in comedy specials or or, or, or sort of things uh, on comedy news, um, Australia is sort of like prison, um, and I find it not fair at all because there's a lot of great people that live in australia yeah and i don't no, really like mean, it's kind of it, i mean you know you can laugh international at it. View of australia go ahead dan yeah so you mean the international view of australia that it was populated by convicts and yeah. right 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 yeah it's not that way anymore that's the thing it's yeah just like, you can't just well, sort of like just kind of open the umbrella and everybody's a fucking prisoner still it's not how wings work anymore yeah. Australia is not a place full of convicts and fucking ridiculousness and uh, places where you you might die any other day. You can die any other day, any other fucking place else. I don't understand. Like, like you know, you know Texas, uh, Florida, where Slagoth lives. I mean, there's, there's plenty of places where you're going to fucking die anywhere. I mean, fuck. I mean, it's, just, it's not fair to... I find it unfair to punch the underdog in the fucking stomach over and over and over again. And there's some that really, that, that earn it. Um, I would say that Florida in a part does earn it. And so does Texas definitely earns it because they don't give a fuck about law. They don't give a fuck about laws, but like, there's a lot of places out there that really care. Like, like the fact that the governor there, or I think it was maybe the president there, uh, abolished all guns and melted them down was a thing that I, I, I that some might say was a bad thing, but honestly, it's a thing I want here in Texas. I want them to abolish all guns. Yeah. We don't we, we don't need guns. Nobody needs guns. Nobody needs. I mean, um, it's just yeah. You know, well, you know what I mean, yeah. Let me respond to that for a sec, man. Um, well, first I'll just say it's prime minister. Mm-hmm. Prime, prime minister. I'm sorry. We just had a new one sworn in, but anyway. Um, 
excuse me. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, and um, but you know what? Let them. I can't talk on Texas, but I'm sure there's a lot of a uh, lot of great people there, man. Um, I'm talking to some right now. And <laughs> thank you. But as far as Australia goes, hey, let them think that. <laughs> we don't want right. to. Don't come here. We don't. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> and Australia is a, um, and I'm Australian, I'm biased, but it is a sort of undiscovered gem of the world. Um, people, it, you know, f- having that view and then they come here and it's just like, it's just a modern society, just like anywhere else. We've even got Starbucks and shit like that. Not that that's a, not that that's a um, a marker of civilization, you know. Yeah. Right. right. Um, it's just, I mean, it's just like a, we got that corporate culture, just like anywhere else. Um, and uh, I thank you for some, uh, I thank you. <laughs> I thank you for saying that, man. Um, it's because um, it, it's much more it's com- much more complicated than that. There was, um, you know, and you see it in that book um and yeah highly recommend it to anyone kate granville i've just bought when i was down in sydney i bought um a prequel of sorts to that book called mm-hmm. the lieutenant okay um, oh, i'm not sure if that if this um and that goes more into the relationship between uh the whites and the blacks to use yeah. the the parlance of the times um that the the white settlers and the Aboriginals, but um, I'm not sure if that character turns up in um, the Secret River, but I'll just let you know that. And also, I found out recently there's a sequel to the Secret River with uh, one of their daughters called oh, Sarah shit. Thornhill. Um, if you're interested? Yeah, yeah, I think so. When she's grown up, it takes on from there, but. As you see, like in those stories, um, the well, the British uh, in England they were, and and in Britain they were overpopulated mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, you know built up areas in the Industrial Revolution. Um, they had lots of poverty and and people were starving, and then they wanted to get rid of people. At the same time, they want to go and make the Commonwealth what they called it, you know, make an empire yeah. and yeah. they want to expand to colonies. They want to colonize. Mm-hmm. Um, Australia was ripe for the taking because, you know, um, let's be plain with it. Um, the Aboriginals didn't have guns. They were, um, you know, less educated people, but they yeah. had their own, they had their own for wisdom of, with, with the land. Yeah. Quote unquote, <laughs> they had a, a um, according to, you know, the the rules of civilization, but they had their own um, oral traditions and oral. They didn't have writing, but they yeah communicated their wisdom orally and their culture orally. Um, but um, to go uh, to try and shorten the way of, I'm making a point is, Britain wanted people to come out here. Um, they needed people, so if you they started, you know, if you stole a loaf of bread, um, they cracked down and made, you know, like basic things as a criminal act, and then 
guess what? You stole a loaf of bread. You're going to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was right, right. it was really cool in the book how but they they, needed- they said it all. It was like you stole stuff. You were a criminal. Therefore, we're going to send you over there to work your life of uh, servitude. You worked for so long. And then it was like, oh, okay, you're now, quote unquote, free. We'll give you this hundred acres or whatever it was worth of land. And you can just live it. It's fine. And then it was like the aboriginals were there. And it was like you kept telling them this was my land because I was given it by my government. And they were like, this isn't your land. This is my land because I, I have lived here forever. And it was yeah. really interesting. And I, yeah. I find it I find it interesting too that, that that that's why I don't think any of this is very much different from any other country because it's always going to be that one person that says they quote unquote discovered that land. Yeah. And they go to that land and they bring they quote unquote bring something to that land. And what they do is they fucking basically put everybody underneath the fucking two thousand one space odyssey program, keep their eyes open forcefully. And show them Christianity, so yeah. just to say one thing, but like they basically yeah. force them into believe in believing something that they didn't. They don't, don't believe, believe it. Yeah, you know, it's it's not the same way. It's it's a it's disheartening um, that this is part of history, but it is. And I'm I'm glad you guys both. Uh, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you recommended the book, Trump, uh, uh, Dane, and I'm glad you read the book. It was really so. good. Yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's, 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 I hate I, I I really hate it, Dane, when people. When I see people talk about how much Australia is a place where it's basically full of murderers, killers, uh, an isolated place for people to go and basically <laughs> die in the mountains. This is this is true. This is very true. But also, people always forget. People get fu- people like give rock cocaine to alligators and crocodiles in Florida. They also. Kids go up, go. Kids go up to fucking uh, in, in the woods in Texas and fuck each other and kill each other and bury each other and and, and there was also you know we had this thing um, uh, a couple uh, last year with this fucking couple in a van driving around the country and you get this dude who killed his definitely killed his girlfriend but his mm-hmm. his parents let him fucking just go off in the fucking woods to escape and you know what they never found him they probably never will that's America born, that's America. It's, so it's I, nuts. I Everybody's it. got the same shit going on to where it's like, oh no, we were discovered. It's like, no, we weren't discovered. We took over. And it was the same with, oh, we're going to just send our criminals, quote unquote, to Australia and we're going to take over. It's like, no, you can't take over from someone who already has it. Agreed. They didn't yeah. have, they didn't have like lawful deeds to the land because. They lived there forever. Like you that's don't need land. it. Yeah, it that's was just those pe- it's that people's well, land. It's not like croc. When you watch Crocodile and Dundee, and 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 Dundee is like he's talking oh, to Mitch. Yeah. He's, he's talking to Mitch, and Mitch is like, "Hi, how you do? How you going?" And he's fucking watching the kids get off the bus in Crocodile Dundee Part One, and they're hanging out. Like like that's this one yeah. guy. But like you know, then you find out eventually that the guy who plays Crocodile Dundee is kind of an asshole. You know, it's just like it's yeah. <laughs> it's like. I mean, it's not cutting. It's wife. not cut. Yeah, it's, that, it's not cut dry like woman, that. You know, you know, he left his wife for the woman that was in Crocodile Dundee. They had an he's, affair. He's absolutely then, insane because his wife in that movie was so fucking hot. So I, I, I don't know, but 
that fair enough. Where I'm not getting into that. <laughs> That's a crocodile Dundee episode. We'll get into it eventually, but um, yeah. Well, I'm going to mention something here um, that I've been reading. Why well, actually it's done? I've done it. I finished it. I did it. Seven hundred uh, pages. It was a lot. Okay, you get some more wine. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I read. Uh, Dane, some of you heard this author before. Um, have you? Well, at first I have to ask. Have you ever read read a manga? Manga. Um, Japanese novel. No, I can't say I have, man. I've read okay. some graphic novels and things like that, but not. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have the same before. I've, I've done some, you know, Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Returns Part 2. There's a lot of uh, Hellblazer and Constantine's novel, uh, uh, graphic novels I've, I've read in the past. Well, I have a bunch of them over here. But um, I've been getting into this uh, author, uh, Junji Ito, um, a guy who's been around since the early 2000s. Um, and does incredible black and white artwork and creates incredible stories that are truly out of this world. So yeah. I, I will mention that um, if you haven't listened to the last episode, uh, well, I think he did, but I'm not sure if you, you picked up on him, but I mentioned this yeah. guy, I mentioned this Somebody. guy in the last episode. Okay. All right. Um, I read a, uh, a book he did called um, Nameless. Well, not Nameless. Um, I, I figure what the title is called now because I, don't, I didn't write it, write it down. But um, basically an anthology of sorts of horror stories that he wrote. They're fantastic. Yeah. And he drew them out and everything like that. It's all black and white sketch. Um, but I read one of his biggest, not, biggest uh, pieces of work called Tomia or Tomi. And okay, can you spell that for me? I'm just writing it down, please. Sure. T O M I E. That's all. That's it. Okay. Cool. But it's, but it uh, in Japanese is Tomiya. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was told this by my best friend Martin the other day at the comic store. He's like, I was like, hey, I'm reading Tomi right now. And he's like, Tomi. He's talking about Tomiya. I'm like, oh, all right, <laughs> okay. well. I went to Google and looked it up, and like, and then Google, like, I see, I hear the like, uh, the voice pattern. Like, how do you say Tommy in the J- Japanese? Tommy, yeah. Well, all right, I got it. Like, he's right. Okay. Anyways, Tommy um, is basically it, what, what it's about is about a girl um, that has an affair with her teacher in high school, um, and she confronts him about it, and she falls off a cliff and dies. And then he asks his students on this school trip to help him cut this, cut her body up, and send it into the ocean. And they agree. What? They agree to it. Yeah. Um, and then every chapter after that, the, nothing is really um, connected. It's mostly an, another. It's again a, an anthology. Um, every person who comes in contact with Tomia. Um, is the most beautiful woman they've ever ever met, but she's an asshole, and they eventually yeah. cut her up, or they bludgeon her to death, or grind her up, stuff like that. Um, but it's a great book. Um, if anybody's looking for something that's fucking super original, I'd say Tomi is one of those ones. It's a, a book that's seven hundred pages long, manga black and white, and some of the craziest shit. <laughs> That I've ever read Sounds in my pretty, entire life. Sounds pretty uh, gory and, and brutal. Uh, it's, it's very gore, gory. It's got incest in it. It's a it's a fucked up book. 
yeah. But sometimes that's all right. <laughs> oh, it's always hard yeah. for me. But yeah, yeah, God bless the Japanese. Yeah. They're fantastic. I need I needed a mixture. Hey, like I've I've fucked up shit, and then I'll go watch a comedy. Yeah, and exactly. I watch a drama, like and cycle <laughs> them. You know? But um, so is well, it might be a spoiler. So if it is, it's don't don't give it away. But is that like? Is it the same woman that keeps coming back, like as an avenging spirit or something, well, after I, I, she's been she, killed? Or she, she's not an avenging spirit. She, what, what Tommy is a um, she's basically a siren. He's a oh, siren for dudes. Um, yeah. the, like there's a, I'll, I'll mention a couple episodes here chapters. Uh, one man's a very attractive uh, supermodel, right? And then Tommy comes in and and basically says he's a joke and whatever else. And he he contemplates how much why is he a joke? Why why would a woman say this to me? I, all women love me, and then he's he's obsessed by just cutting her up. And he eventually cuts her up. Um, there's a lot of uh, lot of I, I don't want to ruin it for everybody who listens to the show or for you, Dan, because if, if you can pick it up. But yeah, she's she is a person who never dies. But I will tell you, it's a lot more interesting than just that. Tomie becomes sort of a biological fucking weapon, is basically at a certain point where she gets cut up, but there are different versions of Tomie um, all of all over Japan. So people can see Tomie, uh, where yeah, so I'm saying it like Tomie uh, in Japanese. Um, but they they uh, they see her, and yes, it's a version of Tomie, but um, it's not the same version. I love that Martin knew exactly how to say it. Too. Yeah, <laughs> Tomie. Well, I, 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 from... I got you right here. I'm gonna look it up. I'll, I'll he had that one, right and here. the other one that he read before that was called Shamed. Sorry. It was called Shamed. Shame. The book I wasn't. Oh, so I did about yeah, that. The other one. I don't know what it's called. It's called Shame. Oh, oh is that smashed. The it's called Smashed. Smashed. That's what it's That's called. What it's smashed. Called. That's it. Yeah. Smashed. Like that, it's, yeah. An, it's an anthology he did. He's got a new book yeah, coming out pretty soon called Smashed. Com- that would be something completely new to me because I've never read an anime. Ah, uh, no, manga. Yeah, they're manga. really cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. So anime like. Anime are the cartoon versions. Hey. Yeah. Correct. But the uh, ones that he's had there, it's all black and white. It's all like pen and ink, and it's they're really cool. They do look like for somebody who doesn't normally read something like that. That's very. It was very. I don't know, graphic and like very horror movie, but like in a comic book type situation. Mm. So you you want to move from it. Here we go, Dane. Ready for this? Yeah. That's Japanese. Yeah, let me, man. Let me, let me give you the English. I did this a couple of times in the past. In English. Here we go. Updated my phone. My phone is fucked me pretty hard. Yeah, the iPhone. Thank God. <laughs> God bless the iPhone, huh? What a pile of shit it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Well, what are you using translate or something? Wow, what a, what a pile of shit. Uh, oh, you can 
<laughs> oh, 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 my search came up. How to say until next time in English. That's not right. I, <laughs> that's not right. But they're they're really cool looking books and they're they're really big. Like when he said they're seven hundred pages, it's it's huge. Oh. Yeah, I've been um me and uh I can handle the gory shit because me and uh me and Jeremy, we did a podcast ages ago on Maniac. Yeah. The eight nineteen eighty movie. And um there's a company like I sort of buy a few comic books here and there but i sort of don't really get com- I'm, I'm too old to get into the superhero shit like i like the movies uh i love some of them i don't watch all of them you know funny part uh, is i just I watch of, every comic book that are not about superheroes yeah <laughs> that's the thing yeah. well i like the movie tie-in versions you know so like i've got uh really oh right. I've got the alien 3 comic that was well, that's a, a good book. book. That's a good book. book. It's not a superhero book, though, but it's a good book. Well, you, did you like it? The... I did, but it's not a superhero I, I... book. That's that's a that's a um, that's a fucking script they threw out. It's original script they threw out. They yeah. made it into a comic book. Oh. Yeah, I'm, we have to agree, disagree, agree to disagree on that one. I'd say it's a pile of shit. Who you didn't um, like it? Oh, I, I well, I, no. I, I also am one of the the early fans that only fans that love Alien Three. People hate Alien Three, but, I'm, I, but I hate Resurrection the most. But I'm talking about William Gibson script. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a good script. No. Is it the Wood Planet? Two major characters are just dealt with like so. Uh, is it the, dis- is it, is it the Wood Planet? Um, I don't know. I, no, I, 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 don't may, I might so. be mistaken here because there was five scripts for Alien Three, so I, I, I'm not sure. Nah, nah. This was like the Cold War set in space. But look, I'm going to spoil it because I don't give a fuck. It's a piece of shit. Well, hold on, Ripley, a minute, Dean. Yeah. You chill your shit out. I'm showing you. <laughs> I'm showing you the pr- Japanese pronunci- pronunciation of Tomi. Here it is. Ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tomie manga. That's it. Oh, cool. Tomie manga. Tomie? No. I'm done. I just say Tomie. I just say Tomie. So. I tried learning a little bit of Korean, um, but I think I only got about two sentences in. Yeah. I love the Korean movies, but... Oh, but that would be cool with Japanese too. Like, if you say if you learn like 500 basic words, you might be able to watch the movies a bit. Yeah. Now, um, actually, I won't, I won't spoil Alien Three, but like, I'll just say the William Gibson one. But like, two main characters are just dealt with like, hey, uh, oh, you said William Gibson? Say- yeah. I have, I have the William Gibson comic. Oh, okay. It's great. Well, yeah, I didn't like how oh, sorry, I'm sorry, two, ahead, sorry. two main characters, they were just sort of sent off in a spaceship. Like, they were just disrespected. But And then okay, another they, main character. They still kill. They, it's weird how they always still kill off fucking Newton fucking uh, <laughs> Hicks every fucking time. But fine. Yeah, anyway. Um, well, I'm getting off track. But, yeah, I've got the Mad Max comic and... I've been getting, uh, keeping up with the Maniac comic from. Um, oh, okay. All right. 
Oh, it's just over here. Um, Morbid Press? No. Uh, oh, Ebon. Ebon Press, that's it. Ebon Press. Yeah, yeah. Ebon's, the, Ebon's the demon in uh, the beyond. So, yeah. Makes and sense. that's like so disgustingly gory and over the top. <laughs> yeah. um, I just like that movie. I just love that movie, you know. And, um, I, I love Maniac, dude. Yeah, no, it's cool to find something else as, like, I'm in my 40s and um, sort of getting into horror. Uh, not horror. Uh, <laughs> horror <laughs> mixed and graphic novels and shit, and it's all new to me, you know, pretty pretty new. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I'll check that out. Uh, Junji Ito. Yeah. Junji yeah. Ito, man. He, he got a lot of stuff. He just put a book out called um, Junji Ito's cat club or something it's all about no cat diary it's all about cats and their everyday life as a cat in, in, in japan and it's amazing <laughs> it's all bizarre and weird and fucked up and graphic and it's great i love it so uh, just look at his imagery one, his, his art imagery man it's fantastic buddy yeah hey, you want to go ahead honey you wanna, say what you, you want to be watching oh reading you want, you want notebook Oh, um, I've been reading Killing Floor by Lee Child. It's a Jack Reacher series thing. Um, we started watching the um, the series that they had. I don't remember who did that, but Amazon. It was Amazon. Yeah. So we well, get a mission today. What Jack Reacher is? Oh, okay. So we started watching this, and it was uh, Jack Reacher, and like. Um, Tom Cruise was one of the Jack Reacher characters and yeah. whatnot. So he's a, a ex-military policeman from the United States. And um, he kind of is like a, I don't know, lone wolf. But yeah, like he's, he's kind he, of a rogue. A wanderer, I yeah. Watch, I did watch the first episode on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Okay. So we watched the first yeah. episode on there. And then I was like, this is based off a book. I need to read the book. So I went out to the store and I bought the book. It's really good. Um, the writing is really good. I really enjoy the way Lee Child writes about it and everything. He does a good job. And they did a really good job on the series in making it really similar to the book. Like the, f yeah. the first episode that we watched on Amazon. And then I'm reading the book and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember this. And, and we watched like four or five episodes. Yeah, it was yeah. it was really good. Like I remember things from the movie, and I'm like, okay, this is this is accurate. They did a really good job at following the plot line and doing because you know sometimes they like they base things off of things, and it's like very yeah. loose. Oh yeah. This was very tight. They oh. did a good job at making it. Oh yeah. Just like the book, the way they did it, and like the descriptions and everything. I. I totally picture that character, and I'm like, this was accurate. Unlike when I read um, the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> right, this. I yeah. read oh, that <laughs> a million years ago. I read the book, and then they came out with the movie with uh, Tom Hanks, and I was like, what? What are you doing? You can't. This is Fun, not funny, the character. Funny part about um, uh, Da Vinci Code, this is for you and for Dane. Um, here in America, well, here in Texas, um, so, uh, Dan, I, I, I know you don't know this, but let me let me um, well, let me tell you about this. 
There's a place in, in in Texas called Huntsville. It's called that. That's a real place. Um, it's also a place called sh- uh, Cut and Shoot as well. <laughs> but um, cut and shoot. I cut and shoot, man. Full of full of people on crystal meth. Mainly but, because um, they cut and shoot, like and crystal meth. They shouldn't call it crystal meth and shoot and whatever <laughs> else. Od maybe I don't know. But um, yeah, there's a place called this place called uh, Huntsville. That's where one of our our major uh, colleges are. It's uh, Sam Houston. Sam Houston. That's the Ham- Sam Houston College. My ex wife went there for a very long time. A lot of people over here that are very um, uh, uh, well educated and successful here in Texas, in Texas and Houston, um, uh, went to this college up there. But uh, they had a great theater up there. The theater is still there. It's so trapped in that period of time or whatever mm-hmm. but uh, me and my ex-wife actually went and saw uh the adventure code and got totally trashed yeah for seeing da Vinci code because they, they thought that we supported abortion and stuff like that well we did support yeah, abortion because we think but- we we thought that and i still think to this day that i'm pro-choice so Woman's body is a woman's body, so you do what you want with it because it's, it's your body, it's not ours. But they, man, we got hounded so many times going to that theater to see that a piece of shit movie. It's, <laughs> so, it's literally what, yeah. actual people hanging outside the theater. Yeah, yeah. Sign, they had signs up. They screamed at us. They called us uh, sinners. Yes. Uh, they called it's us incrupt, very... incruptors. They called us a bunch of uh, biblical shit just because we're going to see a fucking movie for three dollars. I take it. It's like it was ridiculous, but that was a real thing. Yeah, it it's, I remember I was reading the book, and my parents were just like, "Are you sure you want to read that book? You know what you're talking about?" I was like, "I this is a book. I'm reading it as a novel. I'm not reading <clears throat> it as the truth. Like, don't worry yeah. about it. It's fine." But it was just like because it was against your normal religion situation, it was a very hot topic and so i could see that you go to see the movie and they're just like oh you guys are all satanists now and i was like no <laughs> i'm just seeing the movie just, because i'd like to see it <laughs> this does sound sort of like a fictional fucking situation you know like it shouldn't be stupid. real <laughs> even though it's not set in maine it sounds like some stephen king shit you know right. yeah hey jeremy did you say you fucking accuser you fucking accuser <laughs> of the brethren. <laughs> Have you ever seen that film clip with that crazy lady? And she starts saying, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's, no. it's set Where somewhere in this. Like, the YouTube thing? Yeah, she, she starts going, you motherfucker. <laughs> and it's so, so it's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, but she starts these... talking about like Bible, biblical shit and, and things oh. like that. And, she, and she's telling this guy, she goes, I'm trying to help you, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's so crazy to me because it's like, um, hey, you want to be religious about this? This is a religious thing. Don't fuck with my religion. But then they're also like, you motherfucker. And it's like, um, hi, welcome it. to your religion where that's yeah. not appropriate either. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to send you that video because there's another. she has another video where she <laughs> she starts abusing a trucker. And then she goes, oh, starts Jesus calling Christ. a chicken, and then she starts running around like a chicken and going, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and she starts rolling around on the ground like a chicken. Going, bah, 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 bah. Oh no! People <laughs> uh, are definitely so off her. <laughs> People are dumb. That's why I said, you accuser of yeah. the brethren. So <clears throat> oh, anyway, sorry, I got, I, got, I got us off track there, but. <laughs> 
it's all the episode, man. Be off track all you want yeah. to. Well, what have you been watching, Dane? Have you been watching anything fun? Yeah, um, I've been watching a few things. Uh, I binged a bit of Stranger Things uh, yesterday. Ooh, don't um, spoil. New we new just season? started. Yeah, new season. Um, okay. Yeah, I won't spoil anything. It just continues to be a great, entertaining show. Um, right. I don't think, I don't think it's like really groundbreaking or anything, but no, no, we'll get a lot of entertainment about it. Like, you know, it'll probably get four stars on uh, just about everything Not out of bad. five. But, and for originality, it'll get zero stars because <clears throat> it's quite, uh, you know, a pastiche of other works of, you know, you can see of the basically that 1980s and Stephen King. Um, yeah. The 1980s video store and uh, the genre sections. But um, without you even, even got some Clay Barker in this too. So exactly, I was just going to say this this new series. There's a little bit of uh, not Hellraiser. What is it? Uh, like Nightbreed or something like that. No, um, what's the Hell one? Clive Barker. Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Is it Hellraiser? Yeah, Hellraiser. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Cenobites, the Cenobites, man, Pinhead. And... I was getting mixed up with uh, Constantine or whatever, but anyway. <laughs> they all got it from they all got it from Clay Barker, man. So yeah, but there's a bit of that. There's a bit of um, John Hughes high school shit. Yeah, some John uh, Hughes shit. That's yeah. great. But the thing um, I might talk about a little bit. Um, oh. I'm a I'm an Xbox guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I always like my Xbox. Um, seems like you're not <laughs> judging from the the start of this show. No, what no, no, no. That, what is that fucking film clip? Because uh, we took a 360 and we added a DSP. <laughs> <laughs> and he, we X, Xbox X One, Xbox <laughs> X Black, whatever. Fuck. We get an Xbox in the house. Bryce has an Xbox X One, dude. So hey. Or series black, whatever the fuck it's called. I'm I, I, yeah. I I'm a simple man. I love a PS one, a PS two, a PS three, a PS four, and a PS five. Yeah, that's what I like. Cool. And I got a PS five right there in the fucking team room, man. So yeah, well, um, I'm getting older and I, I don't really keep up with video games anymore. But I've always loved. You Halo. shouldn't. You should keep up because there's some good shit coming soon, buddy. <laughs> I should keep up. Joanna just got me the uh, Joanna last night for an early birthday pre- early birthday present got me the fucking Evil Dead game on PS5. <laughs> I mean, come on, yeah. that's pretty fucking yeah. rad. Now you're right. Well, when I got time, you know what? I love to play it when I'm sick from work. I mm. sit there mm-hmm. all oh, of course, literally all day, and I right. game. Um, uh, that Jack Black heavy metal one. Um, oh, it's a great it. game, brutal, brutal, uh, brutal, brutal legend. Yeah, brutal legends. Yeah, it's great. It's a great game. Hilarious, man. Yeah. You go somewhere and your mechanic is Ozzy Osbourne to fix up your car. How fucking <laughs> yeah. cool is that? Pretty fucking <laughs> rad. Um, anyway, that's why I got a 360 <laughs> back in the day to play fucking brutal legends. So, yeah. Um. So, if you're a type of sci-fi fan, um, that will sort of 
a forgiving sci-fi fan that will, um, you know, it'll forgive a show some of its um, little little flaws and uh, problems it might have because of budget or whatever. Um, I really love that Halo TV show. It's finished now. There's nine episodes in the first uh, season. And um, it's not it's not like fully canon to to the to the games, um, because if you made a game that was uh, I mean a show that was like the games, it'd cost you half a billion dollars, you know. Like, oh, of course, yeah. It's, it's such a massive epic story, but so they had to change shit around and all that. But <laughs> I really love, I, like um, Master Chief is sort of. He takes his helmet off a bit, but they got a really good actor to play him. Um, Pablo Shriver is like that Lieber's Lee Shriver's brother, actually. Really? That's uh, who that is? Wow. Yeah, okay. he's, uh, he's got, there's a few of them in that family, apparently, that are oh, actors. The Alec Baldwin and, family, almost. Yeah. I also heard that Master Chief fucks in the movie, the show. Yeah, yeah. Fucks. <laughs> um, so he has. A bit of a a journey because he's basically in in the games he's like a sort of robotic um, emotionalist character and here they change it up to where um, he's you know sort of halfway between robotic and and human and you know like they're controlled with a chip in their head and spoiler alert but it's in the first one or two episodes anyway he he sort of takes the chip out. <laughs> like a Terminator and, or a Robocop. Like. Yeah, a bit like uh Terminator two, he starts to Yeah, T two, yeah. The, the whole garage, up. the whole garage scene to take, take the ship out. Yeah. Just a feel. So there there's a few moments in the whole series which is a bit cheesy, you know, a bit sort of over the top. But man, what it does well, and there could have been more action in it, but they're on a limited budget, but what it does well, it does really well. Man, I'd give it like nine out of ten. Whoa, holy mm. shit. Wow. <clears throat> like I said, I'm a forgiving sci-fi fan. Like I like <laughs> the new I like the new Star Wars trilogy. I loved them. Um Oh, okay. Yeah, I hate and them. I'm they're garbage. Willing to go yeah. with right. where, what a creator want where where they want to take you. It might not be what you want, but I'm willing to go there. So um yeah, check it out. Fair enough. And um, it was fucking awesome, man. But the action that you do get is really cool, like, to take um, – because <clears throat> the Spartans are supposed – I'm getting real fucking sci-fi nerdy shit now. But <laughs> I like it. Spartans are, are supposed to be <laughs> eight tall. They're eight foot tall, genetically engineered, um, fucking surgically enhanced uh, killing machine, which is then – put inside a fucking 500 kilo armor, you know, like basically like an Android, <clears throat> but they sort of gave you a real fucking feeling of that. Like where there's one point where the, um, they're trying to get this object to a ship, this special object. And the Spartans are actually running in front of the four wheel drive. Like they can run faster than a car. And shit right, like that. Right. So, That's impressive. And they can fight like aliens, which are twice as big as 
as them and beat them. So you know, it gives you, you know, this feeling they're a superhuman fucking killing machine, which is what they needed to do. You know what yeah. this kind of reminds me of? What's that, man? Have you guys ever seen Soldier with Kurt Russell? No. Uh, yeah, a long time ago, yeah. It's very familiar to that. An injection yeah, you- that helps to progress muscle, but also work out every day, also a soldier, and do all things that they can do better, well, slightly better um, than most humans can do. But also, uh, soldier was a uh, uh, was attended intended to be a fucking sequel to Blade Runner. So, but um, really? but yeah, it was like this sort of thing where, yeah, you're in the army. Um, you're trained, but you still you still get injected. You're also produced to be a better soldier than other soldiers, and you also have a chemical imbalance that might make you better than the other person in your crew. So, kind of sounds a lot like that. I never watched the show. I, listen, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm I'm an Xbox fan. I'm just not a big Halo fan. I played a couple of them. Yeah. They are very generic to me. Uh, Master Chief is. A dude in a helmet. So I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, for me, I'm way more excited to see like uh, Isaac, who's the main character of Dead Space, um, than uh, than Master Chief in Halo. So that's yeah. my thing. But I'm glad the show uh, sounds good. I am, I am a fanboy. So, but yeah, like <laughs> the the the, um, the special effects, the acting, the story. Has Pretty a good. few rough spots, but fucking awesome, man! I, I loved it. Yeah, All right, good so. to hear, man. Good to hear. I, I, like I, I, I love to hear this because a lot of the, the fanboys out there are just uh, beating beating their dicks against a, a concrete wall. How much they're upset about Master Chief having sex, and I'm like, really? Yeah, You're some, upset about him having fucking, sex? Like, fuck off, dude. Whatever. Master Chief gets fucked. It's cool. Whatever. They're stuck in their mom's basement making their YouTube show, <laughs> fucking playing video games and streaming themselves, and like get out of out get get out of there, fucking have a real life. They're they're little sort of negative people, little cunts, and um. Oh, they're, they're, that's why I'm saying. You know what the crazy part is, Dane. That. The crazy part is that they're a bunch of cunts <laughs> that live in like two story fucking houses in the richest neighborhood in fucking Austin, Texas. Or someplace, and they're making tons of money. Get three million, three to you know six million views a day on their stupid, horrible ramps. And it's like, how do you guys make any money and have a girlfriend or have any personal life where you're complaining for an hour, a straight hour, in a dude in a fucking helmet getting laid? Yeah. <laughs> I get watched by other cunts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'll keep the language down now. But um, it's yeah, it's the similar people that are watching it. But uh, you know, I, I think I think well, I think my only my only problem with the show, which I haven't seen, I'm not gonna lie. From what I've seen in the trailers, it seemed like it uh, it borrows a lot from um, <clears throat> from what's his name, uh, the dude who directed District Nine, uh, great yeah, director. There is some of that. No, it, it it borrows from what's his name from Who all was... over the sci-fi genre. Um, yeah, a lot but of it, has, it has that feel uh, to it yeah. though. It, it's it's Neil this feel. something. 
Bloom Camp. Neil Bloom Camp. That's it. Yeah. Uh, it's got this Neil Bloom Camp feel because Neil Bloom Camp did that fucking awesome like web series called Oats. And people forget about Oats, but Oats is awesome. And people should watch Oats. Um, and it's it's a New Zealand produced thing, but like Sigourney Weaver's involved with it. It's awesome because she he was trying to get her involved in Alien uh, Alien Five to become to come back to be Ripley. But like Oats is a great show. But the show gives me this Neil Bloomkamp vibe. It does, and I feel like Neil Bloomkamp, even though his last, his his most recent movie is a pile of shit. Demonic is a garbage movie, but he's a great director. You know, so I mean, yeah. I, it's, it's funny they, they took a lot of like stuff from him. The way the movie th- is directed, camera angles, the way it shakes, um, the way shots are formed, it's very new Neil Bloomkamp. I'm surprised they haven't got the fucking guy to be around to fucking directing this shit. He probably said no because he's like, fuck this, because I tried to do this a long time ago and you guys said no. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck it. I'm uh, done. It has got its own. It's got its own flavor too. Like after. He- after a few episodes, you know, <clears throat> the action in it is fantastic. The action's but awesome. It's, I see. It's, it's seen, I seen it. It's very violent. It's awesome. If you want the Halo, the video game, it's not going to be that. And they couldn't make that because it would take too much. Yeah. Budget. No, they couldn't make it. Be happy. You got a Maybe fucking victory show. There'll be more action. They've already greenlit the second season. There'll be more. So. It's bringing a lot of uh, subscribers to Paramount, so they'll have a better budget. Because Paramount the next sucks. Year. They get they get some subscribers in there. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah, I've got it for I got it for Halo, eighteen eighty three, and that's it. Yeah. And then I'm gonna, when I finish eighteen eighty three, I'm going to cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll say, Dane, before I let Joe carry on. Um, I think what you need to watch is uh, Yellowstone. I think you'd really like Yellowstone quite a bit. Yellowstone, uh, yes, yeah. seen every episode. Oh, good. good. Yellowstone yeah, cool. rocks hard. It's yeah. a great show. Anyways, honey, we we want to talk about next. Um, we've been watching. We've been watching. We watched two Sandra Bullock movies recently. Um. She's one of my favorite actresses. I like her a lot. I find most of her movies pretty funny. I like her funny movies more than I like her serious movies. But uh, we watched the new one. What's the new one called? Uh, I think it's called The Lost City. The Lost City. Her with Channing Channing Tatum. Yeah, Lost City. Um, He's fine, but I don't like him. uh, Brad Pitt's great. Oh, my God. Brad Pitt is so great. I, if I was going to be lost in the jungle, do you know who I'd like to save me? Brad Pitt. Not well, because I, I, he's attractive, but because in that in that movie, like I well, feel like he would just well, show have, up and be like, "I've got you." We have to mention also that Mike recommended this movie to us because Mike Mike was like, surprisingly, it's good enough. And I was like, "This is like Romance of the Stone or Jewel of the Nile," which I've seen like way back when I was like ten years old with the. Uh, 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 oh, what's, it, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, Dan, you remember? Um, Turner. is it who? Who? Kathleen Turner, something and like Kathleen, that. Kathleen Turner and um, uh, Douglas, Michael Douglas. Yeah, and Dane and Danny DeVito. 
who was Danny Levy was also originally was originally supposed to be uh, Sava from Indiana Jones, but um, but yeah, that was I was like I don't know, it's the same fucking deal. And we watch it, and yeah, it's a pretty fun. It's a pretty fun movie. It was so. fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I liked that it was based on like her story that she wrote, and then um, like Catherine Turner in Romance of the Zone. <laughs> I don't. No, have I seen that one? I don't know. You told me. I don't think so. I don't know that I've seen *Romancing the Stone*. That's your fault that I haven't seen it. Um. I apologize. <laughs> Can't show you everything. Right? <laughs> you can. You must. So it was really good. I like Sandra Bullock in it. I, I kind of like Channing Tatum. She's my least favorite part. He's my least favorite part. Um, really. Everything um, was my least favorite part besides Brad Pitt. And uh, Harry Potter. Oh yeah, Um, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe is good. He looks like, like in that movie, he looks like a bad guy. Like he does a real good job at looking. Well, he's a bad bad guy. guy. He is a bad guy, but also he looks like a good bad guy. Have you seen it, Dane? No. Um, I I think I agree with you that I like. uh, I really like Sandra Bullock's comedy movies. Yep. Probably haven't seen a lot of them, but The Heat. That was fucking awesome. Oh, it was so funny. So funny. I yeah. love that one. Whatever. Jeremy doesn't like Melissa, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, which I totally understand. But that scene where they're in the bathroom and... But that's um, like the book in the movie. He's correct. But when they're in the bathroom and Melissa McCarthy's like, what are you wearing? And she's like, they're Spanx. And she's like, what? This is mean. And she's like, they hold all of my bits in. And she's like... What bits do you need holding in? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. the heat is such a good one. And we just recently watched The Proposal again with Sandra Bullock, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds yeah. and Betty White. And Mary Steenberg. Oh, yes. They're, they're uh, so uh, uh, good. Doc, Doc Brown's love interest in Back to Future 3. And she's great in it. Oh, yeah. It, have you seen also, the proposal? Did you guys realize that? Did you guys notice that uh, Mary Steenburgen had a uh, a coma moment? A what? A coma moment. She got. She went to a, a very brief time of being in a coma. Oh no! You guys realize this? Uh, Dane, you heard about this? Yeah. Uh, nah, man. I, I can't think of. I can't put a, a face to the name. Well, well, go, let's look up like Doc Brown's lady in Bad Future Three. You can find her pretty quick. Oh, and she is a beautiful woman. She is gorgeous. Oh, she's so beautiful. She's... But I will say that um, at some point she went to a coma when she woke up. She wasn't fully all the way there where she was before. Yeah. But she knew music. Oh, I like that. So now she's in a. Uh, 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 she helps play music for um, plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In New York. Oh, I like that. Because she, she can constantly hear music all in her head. This That's is all cool. because of her coma. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, not an actress anymore. So. Yeah. yeah it, have you seen good. the proposal? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, it's a it's a fun one. It's like... The basis yep. of the story is. Well, I cannot say it's fun. <laughs> Jeremy didn't like it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'll, 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 break, I'll break it down. Now, so, like, uh, go ahead. I'll, uh, that can be one of the mixture ones when I need a upbeat movie after watching, you know, the sadness or some shit. 
Yes. Well, it, it is the most average of average romantic comedies, <laughs> and um, I, feel oh, like, I, I, I feel like it's the harsh uh, critic. <laughs> it's it's and it's, it's not un, that he doesn't I think, like. It's, 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 I think it's an unfair movie to all characters in it because yeah. it's ridiculous and it's stupid. But um, my wife likes it, and I, I'll watch it with her. It's so. not that he doesn't like yeah. romantic comedies, but that one is very what? Um, it's unfair. It it's is. unrealistic. It's very unrealistic. Very. Like, well, I know so much more than it's, it's, it's brutal. Like, like, oh my god. Come on, really? Oh. Like the the man comes back to the small town in Alaska and finds the his lost love, but decides to get with a boss who's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this all about? I have no idea. Like, and the I'm wor- I, You are them? worthy of losing my job and career over who I fought for. I fought for, <laughs> for ten years. Like, would you do this? You're the basis idiot. of the movie is literally Sandra Bullock is a boss and she's she's a total bitch. Like she's awful, and uh, he's also a, 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 one of the heads of um, a, no- a novelization. Publishing, yeah, she's publishing company. Yeah, she's publisher. Yeah. But like uh, Ryan Reynolds is her executive secretary, pretty much, and he hates her at the beginning, and he's talking shit about her all the time, and then she finds out from the company that she's Canadian. Well, she knew she was Canadian. But she finds out that she was um, she's going to be deported because her green card ran out. And so she's like, oh, well, because my green card's running out, uh, my secretary and I are going to get married. Like, surprise, we're going right. to save it. Right. And then they go to Alaska where his family is from. Oh, no, no, from. no. You, you missed that part. What part? Big part. Tell me. Well, all right, Dane, you hear me right now? Yeah, man. Sandra Bullock basically, well, not basically. Sandra Bullock forces Ryan Reynolds into oh, marrying him 100%. to stay in America, yeah. and they have to go back to her she, his fucking country in, in fucking Alaska to know her him. family. And it's fucked up. Yeah. Okay. So like she it. blackmails him. <laughs> I don't like it at all. She blackmails him into marrying her, so that she can stay in the country, so that she can still run this company. And she says, "If you don't marry me." I will get you fired and then you will not get to be an editor, blah, blah, blah. So they all go back to Alaska and then she meets all of his family and she doesn't have any family. He has all that like loving family. Everyone likes him. And um, then in the end, she's still a Wall Street material. There's a lot of scenes in there. And then in the end, she's like, I can't ask you to fake marry me for whatever time period because I actually see that your family does like you and I don't want to ruin your family. So it's I'm going to, it's a class. Correct. Yeah. It's your, it's, embar- it's embarrassing. Romantic novel. It's embarrassing. Well, yeah, I've heard worse premises for a movie of, or oh. for a romantic comedy. <laughs> There's one where Ricky Gervais ends up with Jennifer Garner. Oh, <laughs> he's like, Man, I love Ricky Gervais. He's an asshole, but well, look, he makes no, me... Gervais is not an asshole. I think Gervais is a perfectly realistic human being. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's an he, asshole. But... Yeah, he he is a bit of a he, he goes on about atheism nonstop he... and just throws it into people's faces. But yeah. well, maybe he, 
That's his his persona is somewhat of an asshole. Yes. But I love his comedy. But so man, funny. he's a f- and uh, hey, I'm no oil painting, but he's a fat <laughs> little he's a fat little pug nosed m- middle aged man, and he's gonna get with Jennifer Garner. I don't think so. Well, I, I, I'm I, going I, to I, use that's, that, that's Jane. Part. I'm no oil painting. Uh, I oil love painting, that. Sure. Yeah. But I, I but for me, I, I love um I love I love uh, Bill Maher. Ooh. Big time. I love Bill Maher is one of my favorites. Uh, and people will probably say the same thing about Bill Maher. He's an asshole. He's a bit of an old painting. But um, the man says a lot of the truths. And, yeah, there's some atheism there because he's an atheist. But, like, sometimes people need to, people need to wake the fuck up sometimes and get that, get that prod up their ass to hear some shit. And, yeah, I get it. It can be too much. But... I think people need to hear that stuff sometimes because it's important. Because if you don't talk about yeah. it too much, people forget. They forget about it. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not in as much of a puritanical religious society as you guys. So correct. Uh, it's insane. It's, yeah. Like it's hard yeah, for me. We are we are beaten over the head with it all the time, Dan. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, but it's hard to see it from your point of view. But I can trying to understand it you know it's insane to think about it because like i've listened to this podcast i don't remember where i heard it from so don't quote me what podcast i don't remember oh but um it was some podcast and they were talking about how in america you don't realize how religious we are until you take an outside look and that we're so religious and we're big about religion versus state yeah but they are so intertwined you know, I like, don't be too hard on yourself. As, like, I mean, this is a sort of a, a blanket statement, but uh, there's a lot of fucked up shit all around the world, you know? Yep. Yeah. Lot, people hate. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things, the end thing to like hate on America a bit, you know? Um, with, uh, uh, I don't even want to get into it, but um, you don't have to. No, but it's like, good. Move on. Yeah, but yeah, like all all the people I've spoke to online um, are so friendly and good people. You know, like it's yeah, it's just one of them things. You know, like like the same with the the myth about Australia being a fucking no. <laughs> murderous. Two, two fucking generations on from fucking, uh, you know, what do, what do you call it? A prison colony and a prison full of colony, Mick, yeah, yeah, full of Mick Taylors and fucking crocodile Dundees and Steve Irwins <laughs> and yeah. fucking wrestling alligators and shit, right, and right, giant fucking feral pigs. The <laughs> 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 back reference, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with Razorback, yeah. Which we have to cover on the show eventually. We have to have. Oh, one of my favorite movies ever. Me too, buddy. Me too. One of the yeah. one of the best artistics, uh, art, artistic fucking uh, monster movies of all time. Great movie. Raise it back. Well, I have to mention. Here, well, Dane, you have anything else you want to talk about before we jump, before we uh, move on? Um. Well, at some point, I could do a little. Uh, and I have to try and get through it quick, but a uh, little report on Monster Fest, if you want. 
Please do. Now, let's do it. Okay. We'll talk about Monster Fan. All right, cool. So, this was like a... It's a hold on, hold, hold on, Dave. Uh, Joe's coming back with some wine. But um, I want you to explain to Joe what Monster Fest is. Because I'm sure that Joe's been to Monster Fest because me and Joe both have been to Frightmare in Houston. No, in Austin about three times. It's it's a, it's a horror fest. So, please explain oh. to her. Yeah, please. what's Monster Fest? Oh, yeah. So, that's just uh, an Australian horror movie film festival. Ooh. Uh, the main one goes on which I'd love to go to sometime. Uh, the main one goes on in Melbourne, where they mm-hmm. go for a week. Yeah, Melbourne. Now, yeah. Melbourne's sort of the cultural centre of Australia, but um, they I have really more... I excited for Australia. Of, Sorry. You did. Sorry. Q&As. They have more, like, and that. But I've seen some really cool shit um, at the Sydney version. Uh, I've seen, like... A Q&A with um, Nicholas Hope, who played Bad Boy Bubby. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby, I got to meet yeah. him one time. Um, they had a cool Q&A with um, some Australian movies. There's an Aussie horror movie called The Furies, which is a pretty cool sort of um, like a genre mix-up of, of slasher movies and serial yeah. killer shit. Um yeah. Sort of like how Cabin in the Woods is it? Is that the Josh Whedon one? Josh Whedon. Cabin, uh, in... Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yep. Yeah, it's sort of like that. But okay. Anyway, um, sure I try to go every year because it's just a really cool festival. I didn't know this one was actually a little mini one because um, we missed two years because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And they're going to be on again in November. But so I watch seven movies. Normally I watch. Holy about, shit! <laughs> I normally watch about twice as much. Wow! Um, Damn. The man. only thing that sucks about it is I sort of go on my own and um, I try to talk to people and that. But like when you're in the big city, people are just such fucking um, assholes. Cold, <laughs> cold sort of robotic, like they. You talk to someone, they look at you like you got three heads, and you go, "Yeah, oh, he's one of those people that talks to people." You know, like, "Run, it'll kill us all." (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they um, yeah, because they're used to just catching public transport, and no one talks to anyone. I, 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 for me, uh, from personal experience, I think it's a, a a personal thing. I think it's that I won't be left alone. Um, I won't. I don't want to really want to talk to anybody. Well, I'm at yeah. the show, and that's the thing. I, I don't but, want to because because we all we all know what we are there for, and yeah, but that's a good that's um, good enough. That's good enough for me. But I understand where you're coming from. Like like the fact that let's have a conversation about this or like like fuck yeah, fucking you know whatever. Uh, Exorcist three, fuck yeah, it rocks. I do, yeah, I cool. Talk, no, I do talk to people, but um, I haven't made friends there much i see the same people every year yeah, <laughs> they um <clears throat> no friends i'm you know i'm friendly it'd be good to get some back but it's and it's horror people at a horror convention Con- so yeah convention yeah anyway um I'll, I'll just quickly go through it should i mm-hmm. um go ahead please, please. So, please do. i mean 
there was this documentary called The History of Metal and Horror. Uh, that was we all we actually all complained about that because that was a bit. It was something you could have watched at home. It didn't have to be on a big screen. It should have showed something cooler. Um, there was. Uh, we talking uh, about heavy metal and horror movies and horror, yeah. And it had that guy with the funny looking head from The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, um, yeah, but, I, can't his, I can't remember his name. He's a great, he's a great guy. He's from fucking uh, from Weird Science and shit. But yeah, he's good. Guy. Yeah, he 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 was good, but the whole wraparound that they had to tie it together was boring as fuck. That's, that's, that is depressing because that, that you know metal is my thing, and so it's horror, and I'm like I'm bummed to hear that. But. Yeah, no, but it's got a lot of good information, but it didn't necessarily have to be up on a big screen. They didn't show clips from the movies. What? <clears throat> on the flip side of that, you've got Pennywise, the story of it, a documentary on Stephen King's it, the miniseries from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Now that's a fucking awesome documentary. Ooh. Where okay. they really okay. they really went into the the guts of it and the heart of, of what they were trying to do in detail. They went into the making of it with all the original cast, cast. members. <clears throat> Minus. Yes. Did they have Tommy Do- Tommy Lee Wallace there too, the director? Yeah, yeah, everyone. Right. Uh, the, writer, the original writer, then he took over, um, and but except for Jonathan Brandis who suicided himself, which mm-hmm. yeah, he died. He a, few, a few years ago, like I was like thinking about. Remember that show I used to watch, Seek Fest DSV? That's fucking awesome. I used to like. Yeah, great show. Watch, yeah, you know, like. Oh fuck! He killed himself. Yeah, we killed him a long uh, time ago. Yeah. Yeah, so I highly recommend that documentary. Um, some of my highlights was uh, Cat's Eye. Seen that for the first time. Stephen King's Cat's Eye. Yeah, yeah, that was oh fucking hilarious. That's, <laughs> that's, fuck a, that's a horror dude. staple in our house, dude. <laughs> yeah. The only fucked up thing with that is they had a message from the director at the start and he spoiled a lot of the movie. Um, But the guy going around the building (laughs) with a fucking pigeon attacking him and that, and and the dude would pop up and go, hey, and blow a fucking trumpet (laughs) at him. And I was myself laughing. Um, (laughs) You have to know that Cat's Eye is also borrowed a lot from Stephen King, even though Stephen King wrote Cat's Eye. He wrote the script for it. There's a lot from Night Shift, which is my favorite piece of Stephen King he's ever written. And you should um, listen to it on Audible. I gotta get it on Is it an anthology? I'm sorry? Is it an anthology? It's an anthology. There's three pieces of it, but I have the hardback. I have the hardback, but there's three pieces. There's three pieces on Audible. Um, and that's your favorite, uh, yeah. Stephen King. Yeah, it's great. Um, you have um, The Lawnmower Man. You have graveyard shift, yeah. So that the whole thing, that, that that whole book, that whole book, dude. Um, truly, Stephen King graveyard like night shift. That was the book that was like, all right, I can write something. That yeah. was my. That was the book that actually influenced me to write stuff. It's him. I think nice. obviously, obviously, getting into uh, Clive Barker's. Uh, 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 Books of Blood helped out more, but but the first part was Stephen King's fucking Night Shift. Night Shift is the best, yeah. dude. And I've been listening to a little bit of it on Audible. Um, yeah. <laughs> of his short stories. Yeah, his short stories are the best. 
that's what he excels in, uh, Stephen King. You know, I mean, one of the um, first, one of the first books that Jeremy gave me when we were dating, he gave me Stephen King's uh, "The Long Long Walk." The Long Walk. Oh, yeah. and he was just like, "Let me know what you think," and I was like, "Oh God, I don't know. This isn't my genre." It was really good. <laughs> it was really good. I recommend. What he was known as Richard Bachman. Oh, is that what mm. he's known as? Yeah, he was Richard Bachman at the time because <laughs> at a certain period, a certain period of time, Stephen King was writing so many stories. Um, his his uh, publicist was like, "Listen, no one's going to believe that same guy writes this many books in the same period of time. Yeah. We have to come up with a different a different alias." And he's oh. like, "Okay," so he it came up with Richard yeah. Bachman, and Richard Bachman was a guy who. It was really good. Yeah. Like I remember reading that and being like. Just enthralled in the story yeah, it's, the it's, entire it's time. Like it's you're intense. you're in it and you're just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my yeah. god. Long walk. Dane, listen to anything from Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman was Stephen King. It's his alias. But I've read a few of them. Uh, uh, the, the Rage, uh, The Running yeah, Man, the, which was made Running Steve. Man, and I've read yeah. Apt Pupil. I've read the. That, they had that a, pupil's a fucking great. Holy shit, awesome. <laughs> I haven't read The Long Walk yet. Oh, it's, you're missing out, buddy. It's really good. I recommend that one. I don't know if it's on Audible or not, but either it's way. On, I guarantee you it's on Audible. It's a really good book. If you want me to mail it to you, Dane, I will mail you that book. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes the, the fucking postage costs so much. You're uh, worth it. We don't it. care. We're going we're gonna to yeah, send you shit. Yeah, you're worth it. We like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. The book I'll, I'll for me is free, phone. so I'll pay yeah. you twenty five dollars in shipping. It's fine. Uh, I've got some good shit here too. But anyway, uh, well, I'll keep going through it. I've got four more. Go ahead. Um, I'll try. I'll try to be quick. Um, so do what you want to, buddy. Don't be quick. Yeah, All right. There's uh. Which a movie called You Are Not My Mother, which uh, horror movie um, from Ireland. Oh, Ireland. Wow. Yeah. And, dude, this was a fucking great movie. This was, like, one of the highlights of the festival. Um, I won't give too much away, but it's about a young girl that goes to school. You know, she's, uh, she's got some problems at home. Her mum uh, is not well. Um, it seems like mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she gets picked on at school. Uh, and this is like the highest compliment, I reckon, that you could give an actor. Um, as I'm watching the movie, this young girl that plays the uh, high school girl just sort of had to remind yourself that this is an actor playing a character. Because... Mm-hmm. It felt like I was watching a high school girl that gets picked on, you know? Like, yeah. it was so real, you know? Yeah. And um, she sort of meets a one of her bullies. This was, like, cool thing, you know, had had some heart. Because life is not always so fucking predictable. It throws shit up. Like, one of her bullies sort of finds out that she lost uh, – she's got problems with her mother. Mm-hmm. And she had – I think she'd lost her mother. And then she sort of feels sorry for her and then becomes a friend. Um, But it's one of those movies 
that uses a real-life problem um, as a metaphor for a horror movie. And Mm -hmm. in this one, it would be uh, mental illness, you know. Yeah. But it does it respectfully and in a really clever way, you know. And I think you'd sort of emotionally you'd get a lot out of this movie more than myself if you had someone in your family with mental illness. Uh, And it's sort of the ending of it was quite powerful and emotional. Um, Yeah. Uh, I can't give away more than that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What was it called again? You Are Not My Mother. Oh, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. So it's got that thing about, you know, like where someone's not being themselves. Yeah. But then it's for a horror movie lens. Um, and then just quickly, uh, the next one was called Hatching. Now, I'm not sure, but this was from one of them Scandinavian countries, um, maybe Sweden or Finland, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where everyone's blonde and, and that. <laughs> This was a really cool movie <clears throat> uh, with um, lots of cool special effects. Uh, basically, a young girl called Hatching, I-N-G on the end. A mm-hmm. uh, young girl sort of uh, finds uh, a sort of injured little bird in the forest um, and she brings it home and her mum says, oh, you know, it's in pain, it's going to die, and it sort of kills it. Mm-hmm. And then sort of shocks the young girl. She's like a young, um, <clears throat> she's like a young sort of really gifted ballerina. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it ballerina? No, a gymnast. Gymnast, actually. yeah. Yeah. So then the mum is sort of one of those sort of A-type personalities, like really driven career focused and and it's about it's all about that mum daughter dynamic um the girl after that it's sort of like that crow placed a um a curse on them and she finds this egg out in the middle of the night and it's all done really well it's real spooky the egg starts to grow and eventually it hatches um Mm -hmm. and becomes this like fucking really cool practical special effects little creature um and then it goes on from there and like like i said i won't give away too much it's a really cool movie but uh it's it's also one of those ones where it's using horror movie as a metaphor for real life dynamics um probably get more out of it if you're a woman and you got a overbearing mom um but i'd say And directed by a woman. Yeah. Using horror as a metaphor, um, You you Are Not My Mother does a a better job of it. But this was a really, this had some really creepy moments, some great special effects. It was a good movie. Oh, I'm into this, buddy. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Mm. Um, Yep, and then we had the best... (laughs) There you go. Somehow, Give it to me. Somehow this was the fucking best movie. Friends through eternity, loyalty, honesty will stick together through <laughs> thick and thin. 
Fucking Miami Connection, man. What a movie. Best. Oh, my goodness. The best. (laughs) I don't know how this fucking movie is so good, and it's stuck with me. And I'll still be lying there in bed, and I'll You saw Lonely God, (laughs) and this one is the thing. (laughs) Mad God. No. Mad God. I'm sorry. Mad God. Mad God. Mad God was Mad God was was the jam, but, man... Miami Connection is the serious jam. Not my fucking Miami, Miami Connection, man. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's like Mars on Trick or Treat Radio. I went back and listened to those uh, their episode they did on it because they've had a. I've been looking at the poster on their show for fucking six years. They did a show on it, but he said yeah. like all these parts you put them together, it shouldn't work. I suspect black magic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, I hey man, it's just uh, YK. Yeah, Kim. I saw, I saw the show. I, I, I thought I, I heard about the show on the Gentleman's Guide, the Midnight Cinema. Yeah, so it was, yeah. Fu- it was, it's funny that it was this weird, this weird connection. It came yeah, together, like, and uh, but we, we got it, and um, we got it from Vinegar Syndrome. I think we got it from. I think so. I'm not sure, but I think it's Vinegar Syndrome, the big box set. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a bit. I can tell you before in text message, it's a big household thing for us in the house, man. Bryce loves that song. He loves Dragon like, Sound, man. We will. He'll be like, "Oh, we're driving home from wherever," and he'll be like, "Can we play that song?" You know, like friends bow, from eternity. Bow, 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 it's so good. Yeah. He loves it. It's my favorite <laughs> thing because he's just like, "Let's yeah. play that song." And we had um. I was driving him somewhere with his friends and he was just like, play the song and I played it and we're singing it. And his friends are in the background just being like, what the fuck is happening? And I was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What's really happening is this is the best ever. It is. Yeah. <laughs> the I best agree. ever. It's got like, it's, it's such a fucking corny mix of things like ninjas, like bikers by day, ninjas by night. Yeah. But it's ultimately like every wooden acting, you know, everything wrong with it. Um, but besides YK just, Kim, YK uh, Kim is a pretty good actor in the movie. Was, yeah, he, he's the main character, but I think he, uh, yeah, it's some wooden actor from it. But I think the especially when you get close to the end of the movie, he, the fucking dude really, yeah, he really shows you know his what, fucking roots. What a, what I thought about YK Kim, and he did a little message before the movie. I'm sure he did. <laughs> uh, just for Monster Fest. And he said, um, you know, I think over the years he's come to realize what the movie is and um, how it's got some flaws. And he said, you know, if you love, he basically said, if you love action movies from the 80s, not a big Hollywood, lots of special effects and all that, but if you like a, a good, simple story of with act, lots of action and adventure and, and all this and he said i know you're gonna like this movie he goes but if you like a movie where there's a story about friendships and people and people coming together to fight against um wrongdoing and friends loving each other he goes then yeah. i know you i love this movie yeah and then that was what was cool just a great sort of innocent simple story yeah yeah. Uh, lots of sincerity, and with YK Kim, man, he was like, he's cool. Like he had, a, he's got a, 
what he lacked in acting and that he had a, a, a sort of presence of, you know, he's a, he's a martial artist sort of guru, man. He had yeah, that yeah, sort of he is, he is, yeah. authentic presence, <clears throat> which was cool, man. So I love that movie. Yeah. He's a great fucking uh, person. It, it, like I agree with what you were saying before. It literally he just comes from a, a nice place. Like I, like people just be good to each other. And yeah, it's, inter- it's interesting that um, we still get that after all this time. <clears throat> yeah, that was a great undiscovered gem. I'm just happy you get to finally see fucking Miami Connecting. I've seen it like so many times, it's dude. So good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just releasing next week in Australia on physical media. Um, it's wonderful. I don't think you can watch it uh, on streaming just yet over here. Yeah. But, um, and then get we get to the fucking, the big daddy, the, the finale, the fucking number one movie that I've seen for a fucking long time. Mad God, Phil Tippett's. Absolute fucking master, absolute masterpiece, man. Um, I'm and like Jeremy's asked me to keep it um, spoiler free and and don't, but I would do that anyway. I don't want to give away any sort of thing, but I'll just say this is like an epic work of art, one of the greatest pieces of art ever created by a human being. Um, especially if you're into anim- animation, if you're into dark, dark fiction, griminess, um, you know, and the uh, art of a, of a, of the generations past of, of stop motion animation, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's some, there's a lot of nods to other things in there, like, um, some Harry Housen, uh, little tributes, uh, it's it's heavily influenced by um, all the things that he loves. Uh, there's a bit of two thousand and one in there, right? Um, I think I think it's a big it's just, I think it's a big call to ILM because he's like the godfather of ILM. Yeah, that's so yeah. like if you're not if, if if you don't know if you don't remember ILM, then you you don't really know who this man is. The fact is that he's like one of the godfathers who created the motion of a fucking raptor moving through a fucking room and creating ed 209 from robocop and everything fucking else in stop motion you don't know he did the um he did the the stop motion in animation in return of the i know empire strikes back didn't he yes he did um he was the guy who he was the guy who uh who motioned for for blur he wanted to do blur animation to sort of make things look faster than they were, like and, and to make them move like a human body could move or what a creature could move like. He's a godfather. Yeah, he's man. amazing. And, uh, and the fact that man worked on this thing for like twenty years, years amazing. He spent thirty years doing a masterpiece of of filmmaking of of animation. It's just, um, yeah, man, I. I'll say one thing is sort of like um, go into it. Uh, I'll say, look, I don't know what the, who is listening to this, but some <laughs> nobody. People, some yeah. um, no, I, 
you know, I'm not going <laughs> to. In the internet, there's a lot of uh, nerds that, movie nerds that sort of don't get out of the house, and I'll say, listen to Uncle Dane. Get out of your fucking house and stop watching streamers and, and fucking watch this movie on a big screen if you can. Find this movie on a big screen. Go there, get in the right frame of mind, whatever it is for you, and watch this fucking movie. And keep an open mind because there's a bit of like non-linear storytelling. But to me, like it was everything did make sense when I thought about it. It was like an epic poem uh, about the human condition. Um, and man, I was blown away by it. And that, that's it. I can't. I can't really say anymore. Please, please don't. I think everybody <laughs> needs to go watch this movie. That Phil, if anybody knows who Phil Tippett is, they have to see this movie because I think that what, what Phil Tippett is to us now, Phil Tippett is a god, but also yeah. Phil Tippett is revolutionary. And sadly, I don't think a lot of people know who Phil Tippett is, which is make me yeah. again, again. I am sad. They don't know who Phil Tippett is because Phil Tippett was the, always the guy who I always paid attention to in all the special features from way back in the day on cable access um, through any special feature. If I ever had a chance to, to watch HBO when I was a kid or Cinemax as a kid and it was some sort of special feature that was 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and Phil Tippett was there and he's part of ILM, I'm like, I got to watch this. Because Phil yeah, Tippett man. is a man who created our fucking childhood. He is a legend, and he always will be. Yeah, he's the master of that medium. I agree. And him and Harry, man. I agree. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's a movie I, on the same level as 2001, dude. One I, of the best. Jesus Christ, Dane. Damn. All right. <laughs> you know how much I want to see this. I'm going to see it. When I see it, we're doing a fucking show on it. It's going to happen. So Yeah. Sure. I've been waiting to do a show on this thing for a long time, and I cannot wait to see this fucking movie. It's something I've been... I don't give a shit about fucking Star Wars, Doctor Strange, Obi-Wan, any of that shit. All I wanted to see was this fucking movie by... Tibbet is the jam. All I wanted to see is the Tibbet jam. And, uh, well, once it comes out, we'll talk about it. Because I'm with yeah. you. I don't, I don't ruin it, anything it for again. anybody. Yeah, man, I want to see it. It's a, it's a movie that I'll be watching for a long time, but sadly, probably not as many people that should see it will see it. It's like anything, though, dude. Like, it's like watching RoboCop and you like there's a robot. The robot moves around the big robot. Great. Ed 209's his name. Great. He falls down the stairs. He wake he gets back up. It's just a robot. It walks around. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is fucking nineteen eighty five. Nothing moves like this. This moves like this because of a special person who wanted to make this robot work like this. And it's Phil yeah. Tippett. Fuck yeah. you, man. Phil Tippett is the jam. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. you. 
They paint the light and get you want special effects? The fucking man is there. He did it for you. And no one will ever know that. All these fucking stupid kids going like, whoa, man, fast five, fast ten, fuck it. That's, that's the jam, right? That's the jam. No. Infinity War, whatever, it's all the jam. But you know what? The special few are going to go, yeah, Phil Tippett did this before, and they take it for granted. It's Phil Tippett. Phil Tippett did this shit a long time ago. And I found myself in that position several times recently in the last couple of months. Yeah, I've seen this before. And Phil Tippett yeah. did this already. <laughs> this is just like nice CGI. But Phil Tippett did with the fucking models on a pool table. right? I enjoyed it, but, you know, the next day I'd forgotten about it. It fucking didn't stay with me. There was, And why, why do they do this in fucking movies where someone dies? And they sort of look a bit down, like uh, your mum just died, right? Right, now, right. Yeah. Phil Tippett is still alive it's and one well. One tear coming out of your eye, and then that's it. The next day, it's like, oh, we're living again. You're not fucking emotionally devastated, bawling on the floor in bed or whatever. Fucking, that's, you know, <laughs> why do movies do that? Oh, you know. Was that, they sort of did that in Yellowstone where the brother died and um, in the first episode, and it was like, yeah. Yeah, he was I a was, good one. I wasn't right, moving on with life now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Well, I'm with I'm with you, but I watched something tonight. Me and Joe watched something tonight called the uh, the Hall or some shit like that. Oh yeah, which is like which is a um, a Hall of Fame for comedians, right? Yeah, George Carlin. Uh, we have Richard Pryor. We have Robin Williams and, and Joan have, Rivers. Huh? And Joan Rivers. And Joan Rivers, right? They have all these great artists come out and talk about them, right? Yeah, but it all feels so stale. Everything feels so stale. Like John yeah. Stewart was the first was the person who inducted fucking uh, John uh, um, George, Carlin. George Carlin, and it's like, yeah, that's great. I'm glad he got involved, and he's now into he's now an inductee. But like, what does that mean? But it also felt because like- I guarantee you, George Carlin would be like what the because f- George Carlin would be like what the fuck does this mean? When, when the comedians were talking, they just, they sounded very, like they were reading a script. Well, even, right. even, um, my point, my point is- Dave Chappelle, he felt like he was reading a script. There were some times when he, when it all felt real, but at the same time, it also felt like they were reading from a teleprompter. And the thing is, though, it's, on this show, if someone's just now getting involved, the fact that me and Dane praise so much of Phil Tippett. Yeah. That is like basically like outer limits. It's like a, a place that no one's ever known. Who is this? Well, you should look up Phil Tippett because Phil Tippett fucking created all this shit way before any of your fucking kids ever shit your pants or pissed your fucking pants or had your periods. It was all Phil Tippett did all this stuff beforehand. And the man deserves truly respect. He should have an Academy Academy Award. He should earn an Oscar. He should uh, uh, should have an, a lifetime achievement. He's a man who has... He's the guy. All right, after this, I'm done. All right, I'm, I'm not going to go off on a fucking tangent here. <laughs> but I want to tell you right now. When they made Willow, 
Yeah. Willow. Yeah. Uh, uh, Damer Willow, right? Yeah, man. Okay, I, I figure you did. But Willow had a new technology called... Um, uh, what was the technology called? It was basically blurred vision, right? Where, like, where Willow gets to um, the witch, the, the white witch... And she transforms from like a chicken to an ostrich oh, yeah, uh-huh. to a, uh, uh, you know, you, know, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm about? Uh, it's been a long time since I watched it, I'll, I'll, but I'll be revisiting it because they're, go, they're doing go, a sequel. Okay, yeah, go, yeah. go watch Willow again. Willow um, has this, this te- new technology, this, this blurred technology where like um, he goes, Willow goes and meets an actual quote unquote magician. Who is a great character in the movie? I can't, I can't remember her name. Great, she's an Australian actor too. Can't remember her name, but um, she trans she evolutionalized basically. She grows from like a turtle to a fucking ostrich to whatever else. But the the that I that ideal and that sort of like that uh, production of all of that was different. Phil yeah. Tippett was involved. Phil Tippett so like, helped, um, he, he helped Steven Spielberg create Raptor movement. <laughs> yeah. Literally, they took models, claymation models, with wire with wire skeletons to move them back and forth through legs, captured them on fucking computer screens, and then rendered them for months and oh, got that motion. If you go back and watch Jurassic Park, yeah, that's a gigantic fucking claymation model. And Phil Tippett was there the whole fucking time. ILM lives forever. I wish it was more ILM. But my rant is done. I am out. And this <laughs> show is done. So <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, Dane, thank you so much for being here, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it was, it was great, as, as usual, you know. We and, love talking uh, to you. It's been great. Yeah, back at you guys. Uh, I love it. Um, you know, and yeah, I'll just say one more thing. I'll, I'll just re- reiterate. Nerds, get out of the house. Try, uh, I don't know, it might be hard to find, but try to see this movie on a big screen in the best quality that you possibly can. It's uh, It's one of those movies that comes along only every few decades. No, it will never happen again, Dane. For what? This movie will never happen again. This is the the last movie you're going to see like this ever. Yeah. Dane is is right, but Dane is also... Right. He's right, but I'm I'm saying that like... Oh, for this this, movie... For this this sort of medium, yeah, this will be the last great... It's it's the end. uh, This is the end of the era. It's done. Yeah. It's the end of an era, for sure, it's, mate. It truly is an end of an era. It's, it's almost like um, uh, I was going to mention it tonight because, you know, it was on my notepad uh, talking about stuff like Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs is the end of an era. Joe Bob Briggs is almost 80 years old. We'll never yeah. get a Joe Bob Briggs again. It's done. It's over. After that, it's done. We'll never have the funny fucking shit that Joe Bob to says the or the great information that yeah. Joe Bob brings and how much he puts into that fucking, sh- so those shoe shows and how awesome he is. We won't ever get, get ever get that again. And I, you know, I'm a huge Elvira fan. I'm a huge Cassandra Peterson fan, yeah. but 
Cassandra Peterson has one long episode on Shudder, but Joe Bob's got four seasons. It's just like, I don't want to see them both go away. Nope. Don't forget about them. And don't forget about you fucking know. Phil Tippett, because Phil Tippett fucking, you love Transformers? Well, Phil Tippett made Thank Transformers you. for you. You love fucking a bus crash and speed? Well, Phil Tippett was there to there too to fucking create that fucking image. He's a he's he is a master. He's a legend, and you cannot forget about Phil Tippett. This could have been a Phil Tippett fucking episode. No, wrong me. But please go on YouTube. There's a 40 minute documentary on Phil Tippett, and um, please check it out. It's awesome. You won't forget it. And Phil Tippett, long live the man. God bless him, even though I don't believe in God. But God bless him. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much again, Dane, for bringing up this fucking amazing fucking movie that I haven't seen yet, but I know you are fucking on point, brother. <laughs> Phil Tippett is a jam. You know, yeah. jam. you know, sometimes you tell someone something and then you go, I'll worry, oh, maybe I built it up too much. No, I'm not worried. Not no, worried at don't all. be worried about it. Not with this one, mate. As a kid, I remember watching Phil Tippett walk me through fucking stop motion. Phil Tippett is the man. I know Phil Tippett. And um, we lost, um, I can't remember his name, the man who created uh, the practical and special effects for 2001 and uh, for uh, uh, Steven uh, Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters. He just passed away this year. Uh, he created yeah, that. Sort of Trumbull. Douglas Trumbull. Yeah, Douglas Trumbull. Trumbull. Yeah, and, uh, I, the thing for me in my heart, I would love that Douglas Trumbull and Phil Tippett did something together, which they did eventually at some point um, with 2001 and whatever else. But the thing is, though, those are the Godfathers. And they don't get any respect. There's no Hollywood fucking star fame for those guys. There's nothing like that. There's no wax museum for these fucking guys. All all the people who love movies remember these guys. Douglas Trumbull was a fucking awesome guy. He was a pioneer. And um, get the fuck up. Get your fucking credit cards ready and go look up these fucking great fucking entrepreneurs these guys who went into the vastness, the blankness of fucking filmmaking and made something incredible. So you can see, so you can see fucking RoboCop walk around and fight another huge robot. Okay, you can go see what you can go watch Starship Troopers fighting fucking aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Douglas Trumbull was there. Okay, they're there. Amen. It's it's a it's a huge moment and. I gotta tell you guys one last thing. Last movie that had any practical effects with with spaceships in the air, Starship Troopers. And guess who directed that? Paul Verhoeven. And guess what Paul Verhoeven does now? He's doing dramas. They're awesome, but we lose a great director like this. But I'm all, I'm off point. I'm all crazy right now because <laughs> I, I respect these people so much. And yeah. uh, I want to see Paul Verhoeven do fucking. I want to see Paul Verhoeven do fucking RoboCop four. That's what I want. But it'll never happen, sadly, because this this, this um this society is uh yeah I can't do this shit no more. 
<laughs> Can't do that no more. I'll buy that for a dollar. Oh, buy the numbers. Oh, it's paint, It's always like Raven Shadow always said on, on, on Trick or Treat. Paint by numbers, right? It's like a paint by numbers. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Love Raven Shadow. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Dane, thank you for being here. Joanna, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Uh, it's only been uh, two hours. <laughs> so, feels um, less. But uh, I love you both very much. Thanks for talking about yeah, this stuff with both. me. Sorry, Dane, go ahead. I said, yeah, one more time. Just thanks. Love you both. Love you too. Love you too. I'm going to record. I'm going to stop recording, Dane, um, but we can still talk afterwards, okay? Yeah. So, you guys out there, stop. Don't be a piece of shit. Take care of, take care of each other out there. Talk to you guys next time. Later. Bye. Bye.